And welcome back to another episode of Blossom Down. We are your host. I am Steve. He is Wally. Brought to you by Tabbies.com, the premier Delta 8 edible on the market. T-A-B-E-A-S-E.com. Promo code football for 20% off that order, as well as free shipping. As you can tell, we got the boys are back in town. David is not. He's enjoying a vacation in St. Martin. Yes. St. Tut- one of the Saints. St. Martin. He's there for a wedding. One of the Walsh buddies we had. I got to get used to the new camera that Steven's got. It looks great. I keep looking down at the computer. You want to, it's then, not there. Yeah, you got to get in here. Uh, David did put on a couple thoughts for us. One about his Browns, one against Aaron Rodgers, because of course. Just stay on vacation, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah he's in St. Martin. I like to imagine it's 8 a.m. and everybody else, you know, you crack a mimosa, you do something like that. And David instead is hate, like probably got a, a burner account, hate tweeting about Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, about how he's going to fail in New York. And now I guess you can kind of root for that. Because I imagine, do you want, like, let's just say, because you are low on the Packers' perspective right now. Yes, very low. If that were eliminating them from Super Bowl contenderhood in your mind, do you want Aaron Rodgers and the Jets to win? Or do you kind of want him to, I don't know, like maybe a 10-7 and forget about year? So I'm I'm in between. I feel like as of right now, I'd be happy if they missed the playoffs, but I'd be kind of happy if they won the Super Bowl just for Aaron. But I think it's gonna like it's gonna change throughout the season. It's gonna sway one way or the other once we get closer, just because of the maybe pe- the way he's acting too. How he's acting? How you know what what's he saying in the media? Well, right. he's already like doing more. I feel like in this offseason, it hasn't five years. So it's not bad. helping right now. Yeah. So right now, that's what I'm kind of I'm kind of skewing towards. Um, Fuck that this guy. side of it, yeah. and now which the main reason of the episode is the schedule release of why we're coming about. But the Jets' schedule, I mean, my, it's a bear. It, I mean, Green Bay's isn't much better. Like they have a pretty tough schedule with some AFC teams as well. But that was a quick reminder of we're not in the NFC. You know, we're not in Kansas anymore. No, well, and that's why there's this kind of like foregone conclusion that the Jets are going to be a Super team contenders. That, yeah, and. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion they make the playoffs in the AFC. I don't even know if they're going to win that division. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Because you have six games against the Bills, the Dolphins, who have Super Bowl aspirations. Yep. And then even the teams like the Patriots, they that defense is loaded on paper. Yep. It's a solid offensive line. You're not going to have Matt Patricia calling plays. <laughs> it can't physically be worse. No. There's a there's a real-world scenario. I would love when we get closer to the season – between the AFC North and the AFC East, I want to get into like the overall total over under versus each other because those are two conference or divisions like the AFC West last year where yeah. people going in were like that's a four three at worst team playoff division, yeah. and I mean the AFC East somebody's going to get left out if not two teams. I mean the worst. So let's we'll start with the North, right? The AFC North, the worst possible outcome for the Steelers is being nine and eight. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, they're locked in to at least one game over five hundred. Exactly. So you need to be at least a ten win team to sniff a wild card, just from the perspective of the North. Same thing. Same thing is going to be in the East. You got Buffalo really on a, on Josh Allen and approve me here. Someone who's really backed him up. This is the year he needs to pop because not only does he have to worry about Mahomes, but Burrow's coming up. No one's really talking about Burrow now. He's kind Josh, of slid in the cracks of this offseason again. Yeah, and then you have I don't Aaron. Understand it. You have Aaron coming on. We'll see what you know. We'll see what Miami and that offense is looking like too. So it's dude, it's it's gonna be fun. I was talking about it with a friend. 
This is going to be more exciting than it was last year because now we have the addition of Sean Payton, Sean Payton and Russ in Denver. Okay, now we're reinvigorating ourselves and maybe thinking that Denver can be something. Baltimore is changing it with Lamar getting back. We'll see if he stays healthy, getting him some weapons. You know, we'll, we'll see the strides Deshaun and the Browns make. We'll see what the Steelers look like. The Patriots are there just to be the thorn in your side. Like, it's... They're, they're good dude. for one game a year, too, where it makes no sense that they yep. just show up. Last year was the one we were in Vegas for. Dakota and I were all fired up because it was like an early November game against a Detroit offense that had been doing explosive things all yep. year. And I think the Patriots went 29-0. They're just good for a game like that a year where they're either going to out-coach you or just beat you up. And I don't, I don't know. like the, For instance, the AFC North. The lowest odds to win the North is the Steelers. And I want to say it's like plus 650, which decent enough odds I would yeah. sprinkle on it. Yeah, for sure. But like in the AFC East, I, I haven't looked. I'll have to here in a second to verify. But I bet the Patriots are so far and below, unlike the, the Steelers in the North. And I just think that there's at least a snowball's chance in hell. We're in hell if you're a Patriot fan. Yeah. But there's a snowball's chance they can still win the East. Yeah. Dude. Distant chance, but they could. But you also have to think about it because when we get born into the closer to the season, we're really going to kind of break all this stuff down. Don't forget, Leslie Fraser left that Bills defense. Like, that might be a different defense because we saw with that offense, and yes, it was good, had a tick up plus they lost their, their coordinator, Brian And look Dable. what happened in New York with and that. Look what happened <laughs> to the Giants, exactly. So there's so many question marks. Um, we'll see if Nathaniel Atkin can get it right there in New York. If they can keep Tua upright in Miami, and if they can keep him competitive in New England, like and that. And again, like I can't emphasize this enough. That's just one division that we're talking about, and a loaded conference. I mean, and back to the original question of what snowballed in there. Have fun with it, Aaron. Right? Have fun with the AFC. Well, I was going to say you're not playing the what with all peace and love, Adam Alfonso and Kyle Butson. You're not playing the Detroit Lions and the Chicago Bears of old. No. Your worst case scenario, or I guess worst team in your division, is led by the best head coach in NFL history. Yes, exactly. So, so it's going to It is going to be a bloodbath. Just be, between the North, the North, the East, the West, and Jacksonville, it's going to be a bloodbath between these 11 teams. All right, I was wrong-ish. So Go. the Patriots were the worst odds, but it's not – as bad as I expected. It's in the Steelers' neighborhood. They're plus 750. But okay. the other teams in there, the worst odds are the Dolphins at plus 290. So like it that. feels wide open, and that's juicy. I'm, I might have to run that back. I'm starting I'm starting to get back on the Miami hype train. Like, I was riding it last year. I was a conductor last year. Dude, you worked at I'm gonna go right back last at year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I let him go. No, no one was held captive. Well, those I are orcas. The or- yeah, okay, by the way, orcas... Might be my favorite animal of all time. They're first of all, Scary what they do well, what they do to seals in the water, too. It's kind of like screwed up, but it's oh, really yeah. funny to watch. Nothing better than watching like the they'll punt them up in the air just like for fun when they're like swimming by when they're not, or even if they're onto like icebergs and they can you know tell with some sonar, or whatever the hell that they're using. Well, they even do this one where if they're trying to teach a baby orca how to hunt, they'll have uh three or four adult orcas. Swim in a circle okay. around the seal and just throw a baby orca in there. Be like, go hunting. So even when the seal breaks out, they no, just no, no, throw no. them back in. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. 
Come on, this is for the kid. Yeah, let the kid eat. Let the kid eat. Just die with some pride, damn it. Yeah, that's what they're basically saying is like, this is shameful that you're not willing to at least take one for the team here. I before we get into it, guys, as you if you guys can tell the setup here, shout out to my boy Mello. Got this when he got this book. Wally doesn't know this, but I wanted to I, I saw this a little bit earlier, right? So we got the mean Joe Green book. OG. Here, kid. Right? Catch. So, so I'm flipping exactly. So I'm kind of flipping through here, yada yada. I'm not excited about What's this? A defensive tackle mean Joe Green card. But it actually looks pretty good shape. It's it is pretty decent, but this is fun. Back in the day with these cards, what they would do is that they would give, you know, they would give little tidbits facts about football. So for instance, what different calls for referees have. Just take a wild guess at what this call is. Loss of down. What is a referee signal for loss of down? I mean, th- right on. Right on. That is actually perfect. And, oh, I guess they were ba- different back then. What, I guess you go to the shoulders oh, instead yeah. of the Oh, yeah. So it was back, you know, before, uh, I think they, yeah. I have expected it to be something to do with the uh, 19, immaculate reception. 19. Oh, there's another card in here, tops. too. There's a couple other yeah, ones. Yeah, Dwight White. Dwight oh. White and someone else. I don't know, but I saw the Mean Joe and Green. For those who, for those who don't believe us. That's pretty crazy. And it was even on the Mean Joe Green page. I like how they're that's that's how this person did it. Dwight oh, White was, on the Dwight oh, White is, page. This is Pops. This is Pops old book. I like that. That's a slick I little was like, idea. No way. So of course I had to whip that out for Walter. Well, my tummy's not showing even though it is. Oh I, well, see, I've got the fat and spread right now. And I always remember when we do these live shows, because when we do at home. I can strategically place it like right here. Yeah. Like you know how every fat man on like Snapchat, if you ever took like a selfie like looking at yourself, the b- black bars right here to hide the double chin. Also the reason why I don't shave, it's horrible. I got this gross like bald spot, but yep. when you you're just looking at your head on, it looks okay. So I keep it that way cuz it covers the chin. So it you you pick your wins, you pick your losses, and that's unfortunately where my my brain goes. So I'm on the fat man wide stretch here. This is what we have to do. And for all of you guys at home watching, um, this is a pretty big couch. And yes, we're purposely sitting this close to each other. We could probably fix it, um, sit further away. But why? We're, we're so far Next from time we'll be even closer. And you throw in Clavin eventually one of these days, that's going to be three large bodies. It's, it's going to be like in the in the 60s when the grandparents used to drive in the cars and they had the bent seating up front. That's what it's going to look like. Well, it reminds me ride. too, what I want to say it was in one of the Despicable Me movies. Where they always like Ooh, are over dramatic. Seen any of the well, they're fantastic. Movies. Isn't that wild? But like in cartoons, they go like dramatic with the features. So, like yep. big people, they make way big, and then they throw them in the back of a car. That's what it's gonna look like. Where we're yep. shoulders and heads are all gonna be on here. We look like a bunch of clowns. We won't look great. I'll say that much. But we are actually now going into our NFL news this week, and last week. Which was, by the way, it felt so disorganized this year, the schedule release. It really yes. didn't feel like there was any rhyme or reason. It just happened. Yeah, they kept dropping what? So they would Hints start off like with, individual games. and Well, even, yeah, individual games of, I get it, having like the first kickoff or like the first, the first game Like the separate. Thursday night football. So it's like, all right, here, get your, you know. I can even do with like the Thanksgiving and stuff like that. Yeah, but I then they handle. just were random. Here's your week 13 Monday night game. Here's yeah. your week you know here's your week nine thursday night football game so i didn't really like that i even had some things you know some mocks i don't know some leaked 
schedule's getting sent to me. I know Fonz had sent the Packers one, and I was hoping I would. It wasn't true, um, mostly because I'm going to be in Vegas for at the end of September for Kylie's cousin's wedding. The Packers and Raiders play the Monday night after. Well, I we were originally there. talking about going to one on Sunday. My problem is, is like a Monday night game, especially in Vegas. That throws your whole week into it. Right? Well, yeah, because you won't even be able to make a red eye then. Yeah. So all of a sudden, that's what really sucks, because then you're flying back on Tuesday morning. Because of the time difference, you're getting back at Tuesday at 5. So you're realistically turning and a weekend that, trip. I need that Wednesday off. Well, there you go. So you literally would have been, but you need that day off yeah. after a long trip. Get, get a little jet lag, kind of get myself right mentally, get some sleep. Yeah, so then it's basically you're going back to like the little kids before Christmas school schedule back in the day. You remember when they would, for whatever reason, try to make you go on like a Monday and Tuesday and then you're like, oh, now it's break? Yep. That two-day stretch, I've never been more worthless in my entire life. Always. Yeah. It's like the holidays. It is. It's like, well, I'm not really here. We're all agreeing it's kind of just a Christmas at school thing. Yeah. So it's the same thing. Like, that would be a wasted week, that whole after. So I was like, we can't do a Monday night in Vegas. And that sucks, too. Even though it would be great, it'd be a lot more inviting if Aaron was still there, I think. But (laughs) I just don't... Jordan Love week three when we don't know what's... I mean, Jimmy G versus Jordan Love is not... It's not moving the needle for me. It isn't? Then I don't know what the hell will. Now there was, what well, we have teams with, obviously the social media. Dallas, Dallas, Buffalo, Kansas City, and the Chargers lead the league with six primetime games. I have no yeah. problem with that. I, I Right? I don't have a problem with that. It, what six. I would say is I have a problem with the exclusion of one. And what is my kind of secret second team that's not so secret? The Cincinnati, Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. And the Bengals not having even five. They're not even in the list of five no. teams. That surprised me. Now, their primetime games are really good. They have the Bills for one. Yep. They have Kansas the Chiefs City, for one. Week 17. So they have the Ravens for one. So they they have high-profile yep. primetime games. But if you are having the Dallas's of the world, the Buffaloes, KCLA, I was surprised, I guess, more than disappointed that the Bengals only had four. But that was a, a tiny grunt. And I've, ta- and I've talked with my buddy Dylan about this, and I know that we've kind of brought it up here, but the whole plan of these primetime games, they're attacking the biggest markets. That's, oh, why, you're, sure. that's why you're always going to get a Green Bay and Chicago game primetime. Hell no. I, I don't want to stay up for those. If it's Green Bay beating their ass or you know vice versa, whatever generation it is. Be, but Chicago's a large plot. You've got Dallas right there. Kansas City is the reigning championship. They're a reigning championship. Yeah, you at least have two states worth. Of Kansas City fans between Kansas and Missouri that because they're right there. Los Angeles, obviously, we know how big shitty Los draft. Angeles by the is. way, I gotta just throw that in there again. Yeah, uh, barbecue, great. Yeah, draft, I mean, it was not like, so great. yeah. Well, here's my thing: how great is the barbecue <laughs> really compared to everything else? I'm just saying, I think I'm on Team Memphis. You would not survive in Memphis. But oh I, no, no. But if I'm talking barbecue, oh, I bet God. you the barbecue. I would not survive in Memphis. First of all, hot. Humid, miserable, no state tax, so big perk. Liking yeah. That. Liking that. Yeah. You you would die going to Memphis. I could. You would. FedEx spot, though, so I'm like, I'm like a son. I'm oh, a Memphis son. Juicy J. Minnesota, Green Bay, both the New York teams, Vegas, Philly, and San Fran. They all have five games. Uh, I don't know why. Minnesota's got me scratching my head. Don't know why Green Bay has got them. Understandable for the Jets, Giants. Scratch my head about the Raiders. I'm sure you are too. Philly, San Fran makes sense. 
I heard some. I think it was around the NFL was talking about it where you're seeing these teams with new stadiums and fun environments inside being rewarded. It's the yeah. only thing that you can think of with the Raiders. Because I will say this too, unlike teams like the Commanders or teams like the Giants that seem to get a lot, the Raiders games are at least typically entertaining because they don't play defense. Yeah. So they're at least yeah. like an easy watch. When you're watching, like that last year, we had a Bears-Commanders primetime game. And thank God this year they changed it. Not everybody's guaranteed primetime. Yeah. Finally, we've gotten to that point. But it was a 12-7 game. And we were like trying to get excited because Justin Fields made like a gr- one great throw in that game. Yeah. Because that was it before was, they started God, like so trying to run it around. Where I was even watching, I'm like, dude, they're ruining Fields and I'm not even having fun watching it. I missed those games, though, right? I'm sure you missed it's those May. games. It's May. It's May. I totally missed those Oh, games. I just I thought you meant as a Pac fan, but I, I agree. Oh, no, no. Those are going to continue happening. Yeah. Colts, Texans, Falcons, Cards, all at zero, though. You were giving me a hard time, and we'll bring this up with David next week, too. But we're talking about best time zones for football. Mm-hmm. And you were giving me a hard time because, like, anyways, we'll, we'll get to that next it week. It was too vague. I'm more of an NFL guy than college, so we're never going to sit the same. And but I definitely have a change to my answer. Yeah, okay. Well, I like that. Maybe Mount we'll Mountain. Mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mountains. That's pretty sweet. Mountain. See, that's why I love Central, but if we, we'll get to it. I think Mountain Time is, like, Mountain Time is my Central Time. You know? like, it you might be. You love Central, but, like, Mountain Time is It could time. be. Well, it's just something special about the idea of watching a game when you had time to wake up. I don't want it first thing. Yeah. But at the same like the whole reason I got onto this is that Hawaii overbets. <laughs> like someone has to watch Hawaii games. No, they don't. And they, they kick don't. off at like twelve thirty sometimes. Right? Yeah, yeah. Is it do they kick off midnight at Saturday, midnight Friday? It'll be midnight Saturday, so going into Sunday. Okay. So whenever you have to try to watch Hawaii UNLV and then turn around and wake up in six hours to watch the Germany game, that's something I don't Those think I could do anymore. That, w- that would suck. Cause, but the one thing I did like when we were out in Vegas, I liked but it sucked is we'd get in. You can get in, start it early. But then when it's like 8, it's like, oh, it's everything's done basically. Maybe yeah. there's a game. Or no, probably like around 10 or 11. They're like, no, this is all done. When nowadays, or being on the East Coast, we're like, dude, we're like, First quarter just started for this. Well, that's what the thing that we were talking about. Where imagine a scenario where, yeah, it's awesome to have football throughout the day, but it's Sunday night, and all of a sudden it's eight o'clock, and I'm just supposed to like go to bed and be a normal person. The games are all over. That would be hell. Central time, it's ten o'clock. You can like get yourself a. It's like a, eleven. Well, well, if the game starts at like. It'd be seven. It's the NFL. You know they're gonna leak that. Get to the commercial. Well, ten thirty. Get to at least midnight. Eleven thirty midnight. Either way, Central Time best time. We'll get into that with David. Well, I'm also not a night owl like you guys. Well, yeah, I I am. I would. I don't know what I'd call him. He's just an old man. He's David. I wake up and I get the five a.m. text. I'm like, what What are you doing, brother? Like that. Yeah, I, like yeah, you were my last text and now my first text. Last yeah, text at one, first text at four. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm all right, man. I don't, I don't need this right now. So with we we have, I mean, what? There's 280 plus games, whatever it may be. So I know it's going to be kind of hard to break down with it. We don't have exciting teams. I think David actually has the most exciting team out of all of us. Who yeah. Would've, who would have thought we were going to say that? And I still um, think they'd be my fourth from. pick in the AFC North. They could be. I mean, that's how good the North is. Yeah. It's not a shot at Cleveland. I, I just, no. 
like the Browns, I think might be my the fourth best team because we don't know about Deshaun Watson. Yeah, we're still waiting to see if he's a quarterback still. Yeah, but we can say we can kind of make the same argument about what's Lamar going to look like. Is he going to stay on the field? Can Joe, I'm drinking. What's, what's Joe Burrow going to be looking like with losing some defensive players? I uh, see. I'm drinking the purple Kool Aid on Baltimore. I kind of am too right now. I, it just feels right. Like oh, I love purple. It's my favorite color. You and me both. I know. We've always always had that great thing. Though. Yeah. Their purple's just a little... I, I miss the old, like, Dante Culpepper. It was almost like a different a shade. Bit, like a little bit... Lighter, almost? Yeah. I don't know what you'd call it. It's like it's like the Lions. They're more of that, like, vibrant blue now. Uh, the Honolulu blue, baby. Yeah, and I kind of miss that, like, faded blue of the Barry Sanders yeah, era. Yeah, like, the Ravens are, like, plum purple. Yeah, and it's, like, They're too like much. that dark. No, I like it. The Ravens. Ravens... The... Oh, the Ravens are saying Edgar Allan Poe purple. Yeah. See, I love me some Edgar Allan Poe. Got to. Nevermore. Nevermore, baby. Oh. You but. Got, do you want to go read some of those books right now? I, I, I have Edgar, my audio books on my phone. Why don't they ever make uh, Edgar Allan Poe movies? I know they made a movie with Edgar Allan Poe Basically, Poe's if stories. Tim Burton produced it, it's basically what Edgar Allan Poe would have done. I think he's the best case he's we have for reincarnation. That's the best case? But Tim Burton is Edgar Allan Poe. What about Guillermo del Toro? I don't know who that is. That's a little bit more. Hardcore stuff. Like Hostel. I don't know who that is. It's like a step above Saw. I just know Hostel's like... Not the actual Hostel. Like you can stay. It's like a hotel, but like with public people. Like public living. Yeah, isn't that pretty... Dude. I've been been to there once. They haven't been to one once. Why? Because we had... Back when I was in college, uh, my buddy, Textbook Painting, we had a like meeting... I thought you were going to call him, like, Textbook Sam. Like that would be awesome. Okay. But no, Textbook Painting. We had, like, a, a giant meeting that week, so it was, like, 50 of us. And it was cheaper, so they just basically rented out the hostel for the Textbook Painting. Do you guys have some orgies or what? No, no orgies. Believe that. Believe that or not. So what's, but it was what's weird. The point of... You know, I didn't know about hostels until after that experience. Yeah. But in hindsight, I look back and I'm like, what would I have thought was going to happen? Yeah, had I went into this. Ever since that section of history, when we're talking about all the immigrants coming and just stuffing them in the housing, that's what I think hostels are. It felt that way. You're like 75 deep in homes. When it was a Friday night, there was like 30 people. We were all drinking, and when you look back, like I said, I didn't know what they were. In hindsight, it doesn't look great. There was definitely some sexual things that you missed on that trip. I was out cold for eight hours. Anything could have happened. Yeah. Didn't you get a weird limp after that one? Had it for a while now, yeah. Since then, yeah, since then, right? It's crazy. Top five games. We want to go one. V, want to go one off? I, I I would love that. And I know that I was looking at your list right here, and it looks great. It worries me because I do see a couple games that we had similar, but I'll let you save it because my number one on the twenty third anniversary nine eleven. We I think it was twenty two. 22, 23, lower 20s, we have the Aaron Rodgers-led New York Jets are playing the Buffalo Bills, and that's going to be our first look at the Jets with Aaron Rodgers. It's going to be the first time we get a chance to look at Josh Allen and the Bills since that really kind of humiliating loss at home in the snow where it's kind of like we hear the term bear weather. That kind of felt like bill weather. And the Bengals took it to the Buffalo Bills. 
And it's a, a great opportunity for both teams. It's one of your tougher on-paper matchups. Yep. And you'd imagine it sets the tone early for how that division's going to go. I mean, I'm very excited. Because if you the first month of New York's schedule is pretty rough. Yeah. My my first game right here, Week Four, Kansas City at New York, uh, at the New York Jets. You got Mahomes versus Aaron Rodgers. This is going to be the first time that they're actually playing because first time Jordan Love played against them because Aaron was out because of the whole COVID toe situation. And then the next time they possibly play, Aaron Rodgers decided to just choke away the NFC Championship game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, even though they had three straight interceptions in the second half and Matt LaFleur didn't go for it on his own like eight-yard line with like two and a half. I was going to ask an unrelated question. but Unrelated, I was going to say, if it was fourth and goal at the eight. And you were down eight points with like two minutes left. I, were, I remember being with field my goal? friends. No, fuck you. <laughs> I remember being with my friends, and I was just like, I was so distraught. I like couldn't process that this was actually happening. I was like, "What are we doing?" It happened. It was. It all happened all so fast. Yeah. When they sent the field goal team out, I still was like, "They like something's off." I, I was so confused. I still don't get it. I still don't get it. But you don't have a Hall of Fame quarterback, so that's why it made it hard. Yeah, you have well, to take, take the points. Or like here. a good line, and like two running backs, or like the you know a guy who's on a great trajectory to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Greg Jennings was like that time. fist pumping somewhere. Oh, you know, oh, twelve's an idiot. But <laughs> to take it with New York playing Buffalo that first game, that's going to set the tone, you know, for the division. Like you said, um, it's going to get someone off to a quick start. You don't want to fall in, especially being Aaron Rodgers in New City, going two and two that first four weeks. I I can't remember off the top of my head their next. Uh, the week two and three matchups, but I know that they're going to be tricky. So you have an opportunity of an, an Aaron Rodgers-led offense historically starts off slow outside of a couple years. You have no opportunity to fall behind in this division against a divisional opponent. And then week four, um, my matchup, you cannot fall behind Kansas City because not only would you fall behind in potentially tiebreakers within, within the division, now you're talking about home field advantage. If you dropped out already – you're going to put yourself in a two-game hole, potentially not even the first month of the season or just about. I mean, the Jets really could be looking at a situation at the end of September. Two and two, you're just happy that you survived. But you can either be one and three, three and one, better or worse. Oh, and four. Yeah, but like, that's what I mean. Like, if you're one and three or oh, and four, you kind of are like holding your ass already. This can get ugly because this season feels like it is – going to be one extreme or the other. It's going to be a yeah. fever dream where the Jets go 13-4, and four, win the East, New York sets a blaze because they're so excited, or you're going to have a season where they go maybe 8-9, and nine, and it feels like a cataclysmic disaster, like just an absolute disaster. Yeah. And you don't know if Rodgers is coming back the following year. It's, I mean, he, he loves to turn the offseason into... Like his little reality album so his media parade. That's when he gets his time. Is uh, you know, goes into his darkness retreats and kind of gets away from everything. But man, I mean this this is their first month. They they have home against the Bills. We already talked about. They go to uh, Dallas. That tough is a four twenty five. That's a tough matchup. Is right. You have the Patriots, who they don't beat. They just do not beat the Patriots. But this could be the year. To this could be, but until it happens, it's like. Yeah. Is this the year that the Colts are going to start beating the Jaguars? Exactly. They roll a different quarterback every year, and they always lose in Duval. So that, you took the thought right out of my head. Yeah, and then, of course, the Kansas City game. So that's that's four that's very losable games. Then you have Denver, which jury's out. Sean Payton, Russell Wilson, maybe he's fixed. 
I'm not buying it. Yeah, but again, well, I'm not buying it. You know, with the offseason coming, you guys know when we get closer, we're going to break it down by each division, each conference, what we really think about it. What's your second game? See, you're going to notice a theme here, and I'll, I'll, I'll ease into the AFC East talk because <clears throat> I'm infatuated with the AFC East How this could year. you not be? How could you not be? But I'm going to go with an AFC versus an NFC East matchup. Sunday Night Football in October, the Dolphins going to Philadelphia. Love that. The reason I put that yeah. here is because this is going to be the fastest offense in the NFL. Might okay. not be the best, but it's going to have the most dynamic skill position players. Yep. And you are going to watch a Philadelphia Eagles defense who on paper may have gotten better, but they had a lot of question marks at the end of the year. Yeah, they go 15-2, and two, really only one loss if you yeah. factor in that they already clinched the division. But then that Kansas City game, from about two minutes in the first half on, they could not stop Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. This feels like a kind of offense that's going to test Philadelphia in a way that Kansas City did. And we're going to figure out maybe if this year can be different for the Philadelphia Eagles. No, that one. And we still don't, there's still all these rumors linking Dalvin Cook up with the Dolphins. So this deep and that wouldn't necessarily. That, uh, that running back room's already ridiculous. Yeah, I'm like, that wouldn't be adding speed to your point of what yeah. you're saying. But my God, <laughs> you add Dalvin Cook to the speed of that running back room. I mean, my God. So they're going to be a fun team to watch. Doubling down on them again, like I was saying. Um, I with mine, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the classic one. I got Houston at Carolina. We got a week eight matchup between the top two. Great picks. pick, by the way. Right, love it's, that pick. And I and I and I have a question for you here. I'm kind of following this as well. Um, looking at both their rosters, what they're doing. This is gonna be a fun matchup. We'll see what's. We'll see at least within the first three months what who made the best decision in the first three months. But who do you think has the most pressure as a quarterback right now between them two? To perform. I would probably... I would say C.J. Stroud. Yeah. And I think it's because... I know it wasn't you they traded up for, but it was because of you that they moved up for Will Anderson instead of taking Will Anderson there. They sold a, a ton of their capital for next year. No, I like no, Carolina didn't move up for Bryce. Sorry about You're that. right. You're yeah. right. But it feels like that's a better environment for him where it's going to be more protective. It's a, a veteran coaching staff. Where D'Amico Ryans might be great, but this is also his first rodeo. Yep. He's going to be learning on the fly like C.J. Stroud. And I think that you almost need the fl- flashes quicker and maybe brighter for C.J. Where you can afford to be more patient in the NFC South. Where I mean, nine wins might win you that division. It might eight, be eight. Eight wins. Eight was last year. I No. Yeah, I thought it was seven last it year. Was I was like, wait, wasn't it almost seven? It was almost seven. Um, yeah, no, almost I, seven. I agree, and I want to go with Houston just because I think they're more talented and there's more talent loaded around him. Like, you have they – ju- they just acquired Shaq Mason. Like, we'll get to that here. Um, they, You know, you just repaid Laramie Tunsil. You have all these stars in there. Or, you know, you bring in a Dalton Schultz. You bring in a Robert Woods. You have a lot more to work with. Yeah, you got Adam Thielen in Carolina. Miles Sanders there. LaVisca Chenault is supposed to be like that guy. Question marks um, with the tight ends. O-lines are both probably the same, just a little bit more um, notorious. The Houston's at least, I was going to say, they're at least putting some money into it. We'll get into it in rapid fire. but They're young Carolina, so they don't have to right now. True. I mean, yeah, Icky started coming around at the end of last year, your NC State Wolfpack boy. So the line is getting better for both of those teams. Both should have decent receivers, although Adam Thielen, I've 
said it since that trade happened. It didn't make sense to me. But I, I do think Bryce is in a better position at this moment. You, it's almost like you're leaning more on Stroud. You freaking out about that video coming out about Bryce Young behind his O-line taking that first I wasn't throw. freaked out until – I mean, he looks small, right? Like, <laughs> he, dude, he does look he small. small, right? I've seen people look that small in there. Wait for him to kind of build out a little bit. But my thing is he was also rolling out, so he's kind of – it's, Five, a, it's a trick on the eye. Yeah. It's a trick of the so, eye. Yeah, it's like an optical illusion. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong, though. He definitely does look short. The, the play, the coaches watched him work out. They watched him play games. The scouts were at his games. It's like the, it, yeah. it's not like this is a surprise. Yeah. When everybody like flipped out about the video, it's not like Frank Wright was sitting there. Jesus, he's so small. I, I didn't yeah. even know. Yeah. Why didn't no one tell me? <laughs> See, why don't they take their height and weight at the combine? Exactly. They why do. don't we, we do. don't check these things? It's so weird. Oh. But I, I'm going to transition off of yours, and mine's going to be a big reach here this next one. Okay. But I'm inspired by you. And it is going to be rookie quarterbacks again, but it's the different two. Okay. I'm going with, I believe this is week eight as well. Wait, no, that is week six. Tennessee is traveling to Indianapolis, and I am oh. buying into the smoke that Ryan Tannehill will not be a Titan by the this point of the season. Okay. You'll have a team, maybe Atlanta, that would like to move, grab a guy like that, immediately become the NFC South favorite. But you get the Anthony Richardson-led Colts, who it sounds like it's very clear they're going to start him day yeah. one. Do you feel vindicated? Do you feel justified taking Anthony Richardson when a lot of people... We're a little unsure of him. Yep. And Will Levis, I'm I'm buying all the smoke that he's going to play ten plus games this year for the Titans. Okay. It's a, it's a rebuild, but you've heard Ballard even say it with uh, Indianapolis. Ironically, you don't learn football sitting yeah. the way you do when you're playing. It forces you to make mistakes. You see things. I want my guy playing. I love Anthony Richardson's going to be in that game, and it's. A fun point of the year because you'd imagine both of those teams aren't playing for much besides hoping these quarterbacks look good. No, for sure. And I, I wonder what the June 1st designation or what the number would look like on Ryan Tannehill before he was going. Maybe that's why he's like – because we know Maybe last have to year – check that for you here. We know last year his job isn't to, to come in and mentor uh, Malik Willis. It definitely isn't to come in to mentor Will Levis even though they look identical. Well, Malik Willis, is he even going to be there? No, because they're expecting that – Dude, Will Levis might be the only quarterback on the roster that after, like, June 15th or whatever it may be, that they're going to have to bring in some other guys or promote people from practice squad. That's not a bad take. And especially with Atlanta, Arthur Smith, former offensive coordinator for Tennessee, that would work perfectly within that offense. Uh, maybe he gets Derrick Henry in that trade, too, and they just kind of bring in that new Well, offense. I mean, right now it shows they just oh, want every running back in the league. Yeah. <laughs> I want Derrick Henry. Dalvin Cook's free, too. Dude, yeah, look, it would be like, it's, remember Miami a few years ago when they had like five veteran running backs? Dude, it's like that scene in Dumb and Dumber when they're like picking up hitchhikers. Like, look, more hitchhikers. Pick them up! <laughs> That's going to be Atlanta's uh, front office with running backs. Well, I mean, you at least... Look, Eddie Lacy's there. Pick them up! It's like, if you add in Ryan Tannehill to that offense, it legitimately is... Dude, it's I mean, that's, that's a... In the NFC... I mean, all peace and love once again to your NFC brethren here. I know here. where I'm at. Yeah, it, it's with if you add in Ryan Tannehill, how many teams are you putting ahead of the Falcons in the NFC? 
the Eagles, the 49ers, and then it starts getting – that's when it's at least like you can make – I'd probably say the Cowboys. I'd probably say Seattle. And you'd argue Detroit too. And you can argue Detroit. But like all three of those, I feel like you can at least line up a case. It might not win, but you can at least hold a case up with Atlanta. They I added just, a ton of veterans this year. I just year don't think defense. Atlanta would be as good as as bad as those other people. You know where the records would be that close. I think I think Atlanta wouldn't be. They'd still be like the records inflated because they're playing the NFC South. Yeah, well that would help too. But I don't think it's going to really put them that much over the top where they would be the clear favorite. I st- there's still so much around New Orleans and what they're going to do there too. You uh, could see in this scenario that we're talking. You just brought up Dallas. Yeah. In this scenario, you'd imagine Philly still wins the East. Yeah. Dallas would be the top wild, wild card, card once again. So they'd what, get the They'd five? probably end up playing Atlanta in the Mercedes-Benz Dome. And that would be a... That's as fun a 4-5 NFC matchup yeah. can get. I'd love it. Especially Bichon getting to play against Texas. Like... That is true. Give me fired up! <laughs> it's like you said, is it football season yet? This is the this is the crossing the bridge moment. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be really dead for the next few months, but now it's like I see it. The light really is dead. down at the end of that tunnel. It's just a long way away. When next month starts, are those OTAs? Yeah, we're we're like knocking on the doorstep here of like real football. I mean, it's Memorial Day weekend next weekend, and then we go into June. I got my shout out to Desker. I got his wedding here in a couple weeks, and then from there it's like. And then I got to go to Chicago then in June. Then it's damn near July, 4th of July. Then the mandatory mini camp. Oh, I know. Nothing was better than when I came back from Dylan's bachelor party. I got COVID for the first time. Oh, congrats. Thank you. Thank you very much. First out of like three, twice. Between me and Kylie, we've had it like five or six times. So I imagine you guys just trade it back and forth when you're, especially with her working in a hospital. Yeah, we, we tag her. That is Like, it, like it was WWE. I'm like, I'm good. She's like, oh, I want to get sick. Just tag her in. We flip spots. <laughs> um, but no, I got sick and I had to admit, and it was brutal, man. I was miserable. But hey, that's back when you got to, you had to stay home for 14 days. Yeah. But my last day, I was good to go. Kylie got it. So I got to stay for another 14 days. It just so happened to be when uh, minicamp started and NFL Network has coverage from dusk till dawn. And I was just sitting there like, oh my God. See, when I got it, that 14 t- uh, day stretch, I yeah. think it was probably, I think it was before we knew each other, but it was when Ohio State played Alabama in the national title game. Okay. I had to watch that with COVID while the Buckeyes lost by like four scores. Like, no, we knew each other because didn't we have – no, we definitely did. Did we, we know each other? I was, I was literally just sitting in my basement. I watched – Or maybe it was the – I watched like 10 to 15 seasons of Survivor in a two-week stretch. I did not move and that's all I did. It was the most pathetic existence because I felt too sick to do anything. So I'm sitting in this dark room. <laughs> I didn't – I forced myself, this is good for you. Yeah, this is great. But I forced myself. I probably had ten beers watching the Alabama Ohio State game with COVID. Felt like shit. Didn't taste them at all. But I'm like, damn it, I have to but drink beer feel for the weird. game. I, weird, huh? It, well, yeah. I remember I had a broom. So when the Buckeyes scored a touchdown, I was like hitting the ceiling, and then they were like stomping down. It was great until it wasn't a close game, and yeah, at like half Alabama, Alabama. Yeah. 
I understand that. All right, let's get on my third game. Yeah, sorry. We well, got sidetracked. We got three beats here. This one, this one's so easy. San Francisco at uh, Cincinnati. This is that's a fun one. This is always a fun one. It's this is what what could have almost been the Super Bowl, right? Because I mean, both these teams were in the championship games there last year. We were so close to having it. I mean, I remember two one years point, ago they were both in the uh, AFC and NFC championship games too. So back to back. Yeah, and. The, the 49ers would have gone if they didn't choke and Jimmy Garoppolo, Rams. Raider legend. Raider legend. But I feel like we never really get these matchups too much. You got no. San Fran coming out to Cincy. It's the AFC, NFC um, interconference battle. I just think it's going to be fun. What's you know what San Fran's offense going to look like? This could really could probably shoot myself in the foot here. But they did start off slow and then catch fire kind of towards the end of the season. We'll see what Cincinnati looks like. Good defensive matchup in my mind. I like Cincy's. The way that they can get after it, um, get after the quarterback. We already know what San Fran can do, and testing that offensive line. So I, it's it's just fun. The I NFC North and a good NFC good, West good jersey draws. matchup for some reason. Great, I love it. Great jersey matchup. Well, it always, in the jungle, it makes sense. I don't know why. Well, back in the eighties, in what I guess early nineties, they played each other twice in the Super Bowl. I'm convinced that whenever you get a matchup in the Super Bowl that happens more than once. They, there's like a permanent marriage of the jerseys. Like yeah, and like they, they, they go together. Where like the Raiders and Steelers, I know it's not the Super Bowl, yeah. but they played in so many of those AFC like playoff games in the seventies and eighties. We grew up watching the film and like the NFL film that stuff. That's just so complimentary too. You got the all blacks. You got like the gold with bright the bright ash yellow. Yeah, too. it's just like oh yeah. Well, it's just like some of these jerseys that you see them, they go together. You're right. The Bengals and 49ers. For better or worse, they yeah they shouldn't they clash. Yeah, but for some reason it's I've like I've always liked the words in red. Well, I, <laughs> I don't know why. God, I don't. That's weird. No, See, when I think of 49ers, perfect matchup, perfect jersey matchup. It's got to be Dallas, right? Yeah, Cowboys. It's got to sure. be the Cowboys. All all the old school ones when they had like the stars on the shoulder pads. The, it was like awesome. Urban Troy Aikman. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, the coked up Cowboys. That's yep. that's what I'm talking about. Yep. That's the Cowboys we know and love. But no, I completely agree. Love that game. My next one, though. Is this four for you? Four. And we're going to five. We probably should have said that earlier. I know this is really disorganized. We're already at 40 minutes. It's crazy. So we'll we'll have to figure it out here in a second. Black Friday. Finally. Sweet. We have a Black Friday game. Dolphins at Jets. You would imagine one of these seasons, these teams have soured at this point. They're probably on the outside looking in. And I kind of want the chaos factor of that. Uh, well, see that that's it's the perfect timing where it could be this game could turn that team's season around. Yeah, it could. This game could really matter. You got, what five six weeks? It can also be a national embarrassment. You're the only game on television. Let's say that the Jets are six and five, and the Dolphins are nine and three, nine and two at this point. It could really feel like this season's just not ending for us. And we're on national TV week after week. Yep. And that could go for either team. Flip it either way. The Jets could be 9-2. and two, The Dolphins 6-5. and five. And then all of a sudden. And then it's like, wow, is Tua going to be our guy next year? Is Mike McDaniel, they were talking about moving off of him after this year. And all of a sudden year. they could win six in a row after that. Or with that included, you're like, oh. So that's a huge one. Plus, again, being the first standalone Black Friday game. I love it. I cannot wait. And to your point about, you know, depending on where those teams are sitting... Even though Green Bay didn't make the playoffs last year, they kind of started that run. One of those games included smoking Miami Christmas Day in Miami to kind of get that going with 
uh, Green Bay under 500, Miami kind of they were that was in the middle of their like five game win streak, and then they kind of went down during their five game losing streak with that. So you never know. Great call out. Damn, you brought up Christmas games. I won't bring up the Raiders playing the Chiefs in at but you did. But it'll make me miserable. I won't do that. What about your fourth game? Uh, give me the Chargers at Jets. Heavy. Uh, Jets heavy. I'm Jets heavy. I know I'm kind of like I'm wishy-washy with Aaron, but this is you know you you don't get these matchups in the NFC. You just don't get the historical quarterback matchups. You got the Mahomes one I have on here. Justin Herbert's kind of that next guy. I don't think they have the Bengals on the schedule this year because Joe Burrow and the boys would have been um, would have been on there for me. But Justin Herbert, he's kind of like that next guy up to be uh, top three, four, five in the AFC. He's been getting a lot of hate. I'm a big Justin Herbert believer. He's crushed a lot of the first three, first, you know, first, you know, rookie year, first two, first three year records. I really like for him uh, to kind of continue Quentin Johnson getting added. We'll see what Austin Eckler does. We'll see if that defense can actually fully stay healthy. J.C. Jackson coming back. Um, I so we'll see. You know, you know they're gonna hurt. You know they're going to be hurt, but that's just gonna be a fun game right there. Another another. With the Powder Blues, fun matchup potentially. It is. The gang Green versus Powder Blue. See, I, I've always had a difficult time acknowledging that the Chargers are have great uniforms. Just because it always feels like the the Chargers Powder Blue and the Raiders Silver and Black are always like neck and neck is some of people's favorites. The West and does it, not I, I have can't. the best jerseys in football. I see, I love that the, the Broncos finally went back to the orange tops. Because when they were the blue, oh, I totally forgot. It was like Jake Plummer, like that era, Terrell Davis era, Tim Tebow, even yeah. God, that was rough. The The orange cross is great. Like that red is sharp. It's okay. It's the worst in the division, but yeah, it's fine. As you're wearing like your, uh, oh, it's scarlet. Sorry, it is scarlet. Thank you for correcting yourself. My last one is the Demar Hamlin game. It's going back. It's Sunday night football. It feels like a way to, like, in a fun way, rewrite history. Yeah. The Bills are going to Cincinnati for a night game for a rematch of the game that never happened. The most, in, yeah. like, biggest game that never happened ever. And it's like, well, a playoff rematch, too. So we all thought Buffalo well. was going to have that. DeMar Hamlin, I believe he was in attendance for that game, too. He was. Yeah, because all the tinfoil hats were saying that you couldn't see him through the snow. Cause, mm. And they planned it that way. Like, That's right. Like, we can control weather. But the Bills in Bengals early November, this is a game that could have heavy playoff implications too. Yep. Last year, we got to see the fact that that game didn't happen. What it did to the Bengals, they went from potentially being the number one seed in the AFC to instead they had to go to both Buffalo and Kansas City. This will be an important game. Very, very excited for this one. I think you you nailed the head on this, so I'm not even going to really comment too much. And mine speaks for itself. I knew this wasn't – one of us were going to have it on, either me or Wally or David, but the Super Bowl rematch. we got Philly against Kansas City. This is what you want. You want to see the the little – the kind of the minimal changes Kansas City has made versus the differences that Philadelphia is going to have. How are they going to match up? Jalen Hurts is getting paid now. Is that money going to go to his head? Personally, I don't – Professor Hurts, excuse me. Uh, personally, I don't think so. But um, these are going to be – I know it sounds cliche, but you never have the same – you never have the same team every year. These are going to be completely different teams than they were last year. So I'm very excited to see 
what where they're at and do you remember what week that is? I don't, I don't it's think it's towards late. the middle of the oh no, it was it's somewhere in that neighborhood of the Bengals game where I was just talking about. I want to say it's middle of the season okay. where they did it on purpose where again, I, I heard someone talk about earlier in the year, like the Chiefs Lions matchup to start the year. People are gonna watch that game regardless. You don't need to, to blow your load and play the Super Bowl rematch night one. Yep. Be smart about it. Save it for the meaningless that is gonna be a fun game. week tens and stuff where you're kind of like in the middle of the year. And the, the storylines write themselves, like you said, like the Eagles had the most sacks in NFL history in the regular season last year. Yep. And they didn't get one in the Super Bowl on Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs come in with two brand new tackles. The Eagles revamped their their defensive line. It's like the the storylines are already writing themselves. This is such an exciting time of year. I know we do this all the time, and I hate the schedule release. But for whatever reason, I'm very, very excited this year. Coming out of the schedule release, it feels like we have a lot of good football coming up. I cannot wait. Uh, do you have a sixth? I have a sixth. Well, mine, yeah, I was going to say my sixth, it looks like it's very similar to yours. And so our sixth. Yeah, I'm good with that. AFC North. West, East. You say West. Fuck the AFC West. It's a joke. But I'll give you that. You can have that too. The division, just the divisional games. I know that don't don't involve the Raiders. Yeah, we're the Broncos for me. But outside of that, I I completely agree. Uh, Because the AFC East, I just mentioned, you have four teams. I think that legitimately can play or make the playoffs. Same with the AFC North. I'm actually very, very excited to watch. The AFC North has a brutal schedule too. They have the NFC West. Those can be fun. You get the 49ers for both teams. You get the Seahawks with all the teams. Yeah. That's like why a sneaky game is that week one Steelers-San Francisco matchup. Another classic games, but the uniforms don't work in that one, and I don't know why. I like them. I like it when it's in Pittsburgh. I don't like it when it's in San Francisco. I think the white 49ers So the black on goes, white versus the red on white? Yeah, but, but yeah. it just looks better to me when it's... But what if the red on black, though? The red with the black Steelers jerseys. Well, like you, you want both homes, you're saying? Yeah. Oh, forget that. I've never been a fan of that. The double home jerseys? Yeah, like when you see UCLA and USC play, and they one wears the red home, one wears the blue home at the same time. That makes sense, though, because they are technically both at home. Like This is their home. That's where they, that's where they live. That's where they, they preside. Did you say preside? Reside and preside. Previously resided there. Oh, I got it. I got it. Let's get into... Do you hear that? I know you hear it. I think I hear it. Shit, did I actually have a song? <laughs> nope, just a rapid fire segment. I know you guys hear the sirens. Don't worry. No fire going on here. But we do want to remind you that this rapid fire segment is brought to you by Abby Turner Creative. Go. Your one-stop shop marketing agency specializing in branding, eye photography, fashion, and more. Especially if you're our age where it feels like there's engagements, <clears throat> weddings, baby pictures. You name it, every single week, and they're happening. Abby Turner Creative is the only way to go. Check it out for yourself at abbyturnerphoto.com. That's Abby, A-B-B-E-Y. On our Instagram, saw that in Sapphire. Again, that's abbyturnerphoto.com. Dan Snyder is no longer the owner. Josh Harris Group is now in charge. So, Wally, I know I see it on here. Let's give it a little background. Josh Harris, billionaire that co-founded like an asset management firm in Baltimore, Maryland. Summer of the 90s, makes a lot of money. Um, he's also the co-owner of the 76ers, the New Jersey Devils. This group is also going to have like David something, David Blitzer, who owns Crystal Crystal Palace FC. Magic Johnson's a part of this as well. 
The insider's out, though. Well, that's what matters here. That's, yeah. I don't know anything about Josh Harris' group, but he's not Dan Snyder, so to me, it's a home run it's already. It's a damn good group. Well, there, well yeah, I was going to say Devils and the Sixers both were in the playoffs for the NI, what, NHL and NBA, yeah. respectively, this year. Both out in the second round. Sucks. You both got... Oh, man. Both I'm actually pretty excited to... Go okay. Canes, baby. Yeah, yeah. Go Canes is you're right. I'm hey, you're talking Canes. to someone that took over 50 and a half points, rebounds, and assists at plus 280 for Jason Tatum yesterday. He had 51 points. Oh, that, that's cash. That's going to be pretty easy. That was fucking cash. Negative assists are hard to come by. <laughs> Speaking of owners, Tom Brady is in talks for minority stake in the Raiders. Wally. I, like, there's apparently no football implications to this, so I'm not really sure what the changes are. So I will, I'm going to wait and see. It's just weird to think about Tom Brady walking around in a suit like, uh, nice game today, Jimmy. In Vegas, though, it would make sense. And, of course, he needs to come just ruin Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo's career a little bit more. I don't, <laughs> I don't know I how haven't s- even made that connection. I don't know how serious this is, um, but... I think we can agree this is some decent news to come out of the front office of Vegas we'll for the see. first time. Exactly, right? But piques your interest. But you also have to remember Mark Davis, who um, is also – or Tom Brady is also minority owner of the Vegas Aces, which is owned by Mark Davis, the WNBA team there. So always kind of keep that in the back of your mind. True, I guess. Go Aces. Texans. Going to work with CJ – going to work for CJ Stroud. Shaq Mason, like I said a little bit earlier – Three-year, $36 million extension. How great is this for your rookie um, quarterback? Back it's there? a good move. I mean, he's a solid guard. He wasn't exceptional last year, but he's a solid veteran. You know what you're going to get out of him. We talked about this is a Texans line they've invested in now. You talk about Laramie Tunsil, who keeps signing yes. for, like record-breaking deals at tackle. Yep. They're investing on the right side of the line now, too. I'm excited at least maybe he can... Find an open receiver. The only problem is there's not really any good receivers to throw to. you got to hope John Mechie really pans out. You feel like you get three first-round picks this year between yeah. Mechie, Will Anderson, and CJ. Trying to spin it. I'm trying to spin it positively. Well, hopefully, hopefully Damian Pierce is going to be in there. I know It'll I said a, a little bit earlier you got Robert Woods that was thrown in there. You add Dalton Schultz, which is good for not only your, you know, a little bit on your tackles, some more pass catching as well. So I'm, I'm excited. Texas are making moves, and this is just – Clearly isn't the same team. Considering we've watched them go through the same process now, what? The three straight years? Straight on, on well, yeah, season, it right? might be even longer, but I, we've been doing well, this three Bill, years, Bill and it's always been different. Bill O'Brien, David Coley, Lovey Smith, <laughs> Tamika Ryan. Well, I guess, yeah, if you count like Bill O'Brien's last year, you have four coaches in four years. That's wild to me. In the NFL. In the NFL. And Nick Casiria, you'd imagine, is on... I'd love so to say is like third strike, but it's more like he's on his ninth life as a cat. Like that, that's he's more real, like what they're it really is. gripping on to the fact that he came out for the Bill uh, the Bill Belichick or front office of New England tree right there. They're really just like, nah, we need you. Well, they, it was like they really. Here's the thing: I was fine. Oh, you know, I was fine with Casario getting three years. What sucks is that you set up David Cully and you set up Lovey Smith to fail, where they didn't get the same opportunities to withhold for a long rebuild like their GM did. It makes no sense that you're penalizing a coach, yeah. but you don't penalize a GM. Who keeps continuously bringing you. They're the one, he's the one who's running the rebuild. And typically when you see that, oh my god, 
it gets to a certain point that you'll just fire the GM and the coach because it's like, all right, this guy just isn't it. But he's him bringing in D'Amico Ryan's is going to save his career, I think. It might, and like it sounds like D'Amico is like beloved already in the NFL coaching circle. Whenever you can get a player who is that respected, then who can translate, because we've seen so many times, just because you know a lot about football. Doesn't make you a good coach. Yeah, no. But when you get these rare guys like D'Amico, we're really pulling for great coordinator. If he could be a great head coach, then finally, I mean, Houston's never in their history been a threat. Never. Like, even when they were winning those Bengal AFC 430 wildcard games. Those were brutal. Yeah, it was like, we're playing to lose the next game. But yeah, that was their peak. That was their season. Yeah, they weren't going to win. You knew they weren't going to win the next game. Saints signed your boy, Foster Moreau, to a three-year, $12 million deal. Uh, this is just awesome. For, awesome. A team, for a team who can never get their cap situation right, at least they got one cap casualty correct here. Um, I, I I don't know how true this is. Definitely want to give a shout-out to Derek Carr. I know that's his boy. Oh, yeah. He was kind of backing him up a little bit. But class, uh, just a class, classy move by the New Orleans organization. You, you drilled it. It's classy. It into... Here's the thing. This is a guy that – coming out of his rookie contract, was getting a lot of interest. I was rooting as a closet Bengal fan, too. I was rooting for the Bengals to get him so that tight end Robin Hood was going to get Foster Moreau paid and go somewhere else. He gets to go play with Derek Carr, so it's like second best fiddle for me. He's going to beat cancer, and when he does that, you get a legitimate tight end coming in. And you get him at a bargain. I know that this deal is great for Foster because of the health insurance and all that. But at the end of the day, it's a win-win for both sides. So Darius Smith, last one before you get to go. So Darius Smith is heading to Cleveland when the Vikings had traded him over there to the Browns. Cleveland is going to receive not only Smith, 20, the 25th sixth-round pick, as well as the seventh pick, while Minnesota gets a fourth in next year's draft, as well as a fifth-rounder in 2025. I mean, Want well, me to read David's here? Yeah, why don't you get yourself, get David. Uh, here, Crowder's obviously gone, I think. Yep. Great move for them. Um, Zadarius has made an immediate impact on every team he's been on. Is watching him as a Packers fan. He was great. You saw the impact he had just immediately on the field uh, from week one on with Minnesota last year. Going to be awesome because he's never played with a player as good opposite as Miles Garrett. I just noticed you had like latitude and longitude on your hat. So appreciate you. I don't know why that switch just popped into my head. I'm like, hey, that looks pretty cool. Eyes up here. Yeah, I'm going to try. (laughs) We'll see. But David, his notes here. Phenomenal addition for Cleveland. That sounds weird coming out of David's mouth. Not usually used to hearing the positive. Then he goes, didn't think they were going to go find another edge rusher in the, going into the season. And yet here we are. Smith is great at rushing the uh, as a rushing outside linebacker. So it makes me think, given our lack of linebacker depth and talent, that we are going to run a 3-3-5 nickel where Smith is essentially opposite of Garrett and rushes every play. Not sure he'll be a down lineman. But he's going to be great opposite miles if everything goes according to plan. So, agreed. Yeah, it's not. I don't really disagree with any of that. At the end of the day, though, the problem all stemmed with this defense last year with stopping the run. If you can't stop the run, doing things like this won't happen as often because you're going to be in third and ones, third and twos, third and threes. Well, so running a three-three-five won't be possible. Yeah. Exactly. You have to get into like third and you, six, third and seven. You finally have gotten the pieces you feel at this time are correct 
Uh, the de- like there's been they've addressed the de- the defensive tackles. I don't think as well as David wants to, but. But they, they've enough, at least tried to fix enough it. Enough where they can look competent with Jim Schwartz kind of running the ship there, if you guys remember. So, yeah, agreed. A 3-3-5 is not the way to do it in adding pass rush because if you can just run it HB gut up the middle, it doesn't really matter here for you. Yeah, because they brought in Dalvin Tomlinson to the inside. That's who it was. Yeah, and then they obviously drafted Siaki Ika, yep. who I'm a big fan of because he is that massive body. And I will say, he says 3-3-5. Uh, Siaki Aika, I, I almost flipped the names and that just broke my brain for a second. That would make sense because he is a true zero. He's a, no a tackle. nose tackle. I mean, he's 340 and... I've never been a full... I've never been a 3-4, 3-3-5 guy. Me, I'm not... I'm a 4-3 guy at heart. Me too. As a Raiders fan, I feel like that's just kind of like ingrained in me yeah. to be a 4-3 guy. But I, I understand trying to mix it up. It's just... I watched that damn Georgia and TCU game. And I know TCU is basically a high school team compared to Georgia. But you got to see that 3-3-5 just get absolutely worked. I mean... It It wouldn't be their base, is more or less what I'm saying. And I think David even means that 3-3-5 would be more of like a dream scenario. You get into third and eight scenarios. Give them a 5-5-5. They weren't stopping Georgia. (laughs) (laughs) You could have gave TCU a 5-5-5. Yeah, that was a... wasn't great. No, it was bad. Not and, great. Uh, not a good time to take TCU profits, but I tell you that makes the 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 field goal at the stroke of midnight hurt that much more because it just you knew Ohio State was like just a forty five yard field goal away from being a national champion again, and instead here we are. And with that, that's going to bring us to another episode of Loss of Down. Make sure to comment, like, and subscribe to our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Loss of Down. Retweet us on Twitter, down underscore loss. Remember, this episode is brought to you by tabbies.com as well as Abby Turner Creative. Wally, you got any parting words? No, thank you again as always for having us. Of course. Off-season is going to be fun. Uh, Really going to start putting the full court press on, try to get some people on. Yep. That's going to be coming up, so keep your eye out for that. Also floating the idea around getting some of you guys on. We've talked about that. If you're interested, reach out to one of us and we'll, we'll figure something out. But we love you guys. Until next time. I'm Steve. He's Juan. Five is Kino today. Kino five. I knew he's going to. Every time. I'll sit there and I'll lose. And I'll be like. It's always my second time I go up there. And I'm like. Man. I just can't hit anything. And it just. I'll look at five. And it just goes five. And I'm like. Wally. You bastard. Question on. The schedule. What if they did a. What if they did a. March Madness schedule release. For the NFL schedule. Where they do it on Sunday. And they just like will release it by division or conference. So like like the regions almost is yeah. what you're saying. And let's head out to the west. Where are we gonna <laughs> we're gonna start in the AFC? Here's okay, six, all right. You're talking me into it more. Here's your six divisional games, and the division that the the AF you know the division that the AFC West in particular this Dolphins team is gonna play is. The NFC East, and they list it off, and then here's your three random games or whatever. I see what I the one thing I would say for schedule release. I hate it already. I've already talked about that a hundred times. I wish they did the international games all together. Yeah. I wish they did the primetime games all together, including like Black Friday, Christmas yep. standalone games, and then after that, it's just like they're out there. Go get them. 
What if we did? Because I don't need to like schedule a release to tell me week 13 at 1 o'clock they're playing the Saints. What if every single year they did it like the World Cup and they realigned the divisions? So they would do, like, you know, like groups and they uh, do like the lottery ball. What if they did that? AFC, I'd be happy to not have to deal with the Chiefs every year. AFC would stay in AFC, AFC would stay in AFC. Well, then the Raiders would find a way to, to be in the division with, like, three Northeastern teams. They'd be with, like, the Patriots, yeah. the, the Bills, and, like, the Bengals. Jags. Yeah, they'd, they'd go, yeah, the Jags, and they'll be playing in London in three years. Yep. Shaq Hunt yeah. wants that. Whatever. Love you guys. We're going to get some wins.